Hello, I'm Bush, and welcome to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast. Here with me, your host, Colton G. And today on the show, we are joined by soul and R&B singer, Ruben Young. Oh, yes. And today with Ruben, we are diving behind his brand new track, TNT, which for lack of a better term, is blowing up. It has over 40,000 streams all already, and it just keeps climbing. And the track also happens to feature hip-hop star Buddy. So we're going to dive into how this track came together. We're also going to dive into the road that led to this track, starting from Ruben's debut 2019 EP, Dreamscape. It found a whole lot of success. And how did releasing those dreams into the world, putting them into reality, how did it help lead to this moment? How is Ruben out to adapt his songwriting process, his creative process over this past year? We're also going to dive into his soul track from 2020 with A Flower Girl, that first taste of this next chapter of Ruben Young. We're going to talk about the Western Canadian musician Grind. We're going to talk about loving your mom and oh so much more here today on the DTV. And it's all brought to you by DesertTigerMerch.com where we have three new items over on the web store. We have a three-quarter sleeve baseball tee. And we also happen to have ladies tanks and shorts over on DesertTigerMerch.com. And now that you know who the show's brought to you by, and now that you know who the guest is, it's about time that we set it off. Talk a little bit of TNT here today with Ruben Young. So let's go. The Desert Tiger Podcast. All right, all right. So for the audience listening, the audience watching, we are here with Cal Gary, soul and R&B crooner, Ruben Young. He is an amazing artist. He's releasing banger after banger after banger, and he's working on this next chapter of his story. How's it going today, Rubes? What's up, my guy, dude? That, that intro was huge. You needed a mic, like, like a mic mic, like the boxing ring set up and you would have killed that i would have been ready to just go in no i'm great man thank you for having me on how are you oh i'm having a lovely day bright and sunny bright and sunny as always here in beautiful bc so i cannot complain western canada let's go gotta represent gotta represent right for real hey it's uh not everybody does so we gotta build it for ourselves so that we can make it from here that part we were talking about that we're gonna have to get into that for real exactly exactly so i want to build a little bit of those building blocks here because i mentioned we're working on that next chapter so to give a little bit of that foundation for the listener here you released a couple singles leading up to that debut ep dream state in 2019 and it had quite a bit of success 5 million streams, getting you quite a few opportunities. And that's just it, is that was 
that first EP, that first true collection of Ruben Young out into the world. So what truly went into exactly that dream? And then how have you tried to move on from that moment? Well, yeah, I mean, that's a great question. Look, like Dream State was, Dream State was hard work, man. Dream State was the, my, my beginnings as an artist, you know, that started out making songs like, yeah, in my mom's basement on my keyboard, like single mama house, Trinidadian, like mixed race in Calgary. And knowing that as much as I love my, my home, my city, I like, you know, the chances of making it as an R and B soulful pop artist for just from the city and from the city alone is really tough. Unless something like blows up on, TikTok, right? Um, and Dream State for me was about um it represents the chapter of my life where I started leaving. And at that time I was leaving every week on like the on the Sunday or Monday, uh getting on a plane and flying to a place like Vancouver, Montreal, Toronto, London, LA, Nashville. Um Toronto and writing music every week with new people that I was DMing and getting in the studio with producers that make, make R and B, not just like, and hip hop and so on, not just like ones that, that are trying, um, but ones that had kind of already been established. And I did that. And then I would fly home on Friday, bartend Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then go out and do it again. Right. That was seven months of my life. And that was like, that's how I made Dream State, and that's how I started to find a bit of my 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 sound. Like earlier on, I had dropped some singles that were poppy, but Dream State kind of got like into this so more soulful bag. Um, and like you said, it did all right. It got me started, and was really excited. Like heading into 2020, I was on this high, right? Man, we were like got booked for South by for a festival in Amsterdam. Um, had just got back from Atlanta and London, or sorry, Atlanta and LA and doing writing sessions and like really starting to feel the fruits of the labor a little bit and the, and the momentum. And then like, like everybody else, COVID came, right? Took everything out. Right. Switch, switched up the style on us. So yeah, that's kind of like that's where dream state had gotten me and you know, like coming off of being artist of the week in Canada at Apple and coming off of like finally getting a bit more notoriety, which as we, you know, you alluded to, it's like from Western Canada coming from where we do, it's hard. It's like, you gotta, you gotta get it all yourself. You gotta put yourself in every position. Nothing really comes to you. Um, and feeling proud of that. And not only that, but being at a point where I was ready to make a new chapter in music, a new sound, I had like been obsessed with this new, with, well, not new, it's old, with, with the 70s for a minute. And I was ready to dive into that. And then, yeah, COVID came. So everything, everything switched up after those beginnings, Ben. Okay. So as you mentioned, we talked about this a bit earlier and you mentioned it there is unless you really have something that pops off in like the prairie area, if you're an artist that's outside of a certain style of genre, country folk, and a little bit of rock, then 
you exactly that where it's you either have to have something that blows up or you almost have to go somewhere else in order to find like you said those true r&b producers those people who can truly help you find exactly what you are hoping to do build a sound build who is ruben young and what is that coming out into the world right 100% i mean yeah unfortunately you don't you don't like you know in calgary before i moved to toronto i had a going away show and a release party for my new single at the time and like we did 400 tickets and like for an indie artist getting started to do 400 i mean normally if that's happening in toronto you're you're going to have some real people in the room like someone from Spotify, someone from Live Nation, someone from Ones to Watch, someone from App, someone from Explain. Like they're gonna be at your show, and you know, again, it's like you're putting in hard work, but they can come to you. They can come find you if you're from Calgary. Chances are that's not gonna happen. Like it, it's uh, it's it's definitely hard. And I was saying this. I've been saying it all year because it's just been. So I've been so reminded of it since I've been back. I've been back in Calgary uh, for COVID. And it's just such a reminder. It's like, you got to work harder if you're from here and from Kamloops and from the West Coast. You, you just got to go harder. Well, it's just it is. It's sometimes you have, you have to believe in yourself and your craft to get you through some of those low moments because those low moments are going to help you appreciate those highs when you get there, because you don't get to 5 million streams without putting in the work. Yeah. Yeah, no, thanks, man. I appreciate that. And you don't, you don't, you know, when you're on the, when you're starting out, maybe you look at numbers like that or numbers in general, and you feel like once I'm there, like, I know it'll be worth it. Or I know that, you know, um, I'll be fulfilled or money will be coming in and stuff like that. And, and then you kind of get here and you realize like that you're, you're still so much further away from where, from the other side. So it's, it's also the patience of, of being able to like take the small wins, take the wins that you thought were bigger, understand they're smaller, take the wins that you've always wanted and understand that they don't, they don't just put you on the grass is greener side yet. It's all just like, like you said, one step at a time. Um, sooner we all like learn that, the sooner you realize what this really is. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to be able to appreciate those small victories as well, too, because everyone, when they grow up, it's always, oh, I want to be like on those big stages rocking out in front of millions of people. But it's just it is you have to be able to appreciate those crowds of 400 people just to be able to get along to those moments, right? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So one thing that you would also mention there is you were traveling around a lot, doing a lot of song writing, obviously with COVID, that opportunity became a lot more difficult. So did you move a lot of your songwriting online for a lot of these songs that you have been releasing? Were some of them written before everything had shut down? What of these, this next chapter, as you say, moving more into this R&B soul sound? When did this begin to be crafted here? Um, are you still there? 
Oh, there you go. I lost you for a second. You're good. Um, yeah, it was, I actually distinctly remember I was in LA with, uh, with my old manager, we were driving and, uh, yeah, I, I grew up in Seoul, like in my house, it was like Luther Vandross, Teddy Pendergrass, uh, Marvin Gaye upstairs. And then downstairs was like, um, uh, Raphael Sadiq and, and Neo soul and hip hop. And that's what I lived in. And growing up as like this biracial kid in a, in Southwest Calgary with a yeah brown mom, black brother, and these cultural, uh, just, yeah, these like tastes that we have at home. And then I go to school and not really feel like I fit. And then I would take things at school and learn from them and then come home and realize that those don't belong in my house. And it was always weird knowing where to fit and like where I fit. And, uh, but one area that I always did know where I fit was as a music fan and like, as, uh, as like a derivative of soulful music. And as I grew up and I realized I'm not going to play basketball as a pro, like, you know, I was in even past that as a more grown up, like when I got my finance degree, I'm working downtown in a suit and I'm like, I, I don't know if I am one of these guys, like, but I know what I am. I am an R and B, like I am a soulful singer. And I, the deeper I got into like finally writing and and pursuing it, the more I was like, this is what I am. Actually, this is, this is a big, it's a huge part of who I am. And once I had that, it was hard to stop. And at this point in my career, I remember being in California with my old manager, like I said, and us driving after, after dream state was out and me talking about it, being like, yo, I want to pull influence from the spinners. And cause he'd been that guy, David click caught out of Toronto. I mean, he changed my life. He met me when I was just a dude trying to make songs in Calgary and he saw a vision for me. He saw who I am. He saw the music that I love um, and pushed me to grow and put more James Brown in front of me and then would put producers who make that kind of music in front of me. And so before the pandemic, I had spent like four months writing, three, three four months writing, uh, writing music in this, in this lane. And that's when I started songs like flower girl, TNT, sweet loving woman. Um, and a lot more of the stuff that, that, you know, the world's going to hear soon. So yeah. And it's all just kind of evolved over since then. Okay. Okay. So just continuing to progress and grow as you learn this style, as you figure everything out here. Exactly. That's exactly it, man. All right. So, yeah. So, g- continuing to grow as you progress into this style, as you learn, as you continue to, as we said, meet more producers who are well versed inside of this style. And I want to talk about the first piece of this new chapter that you released at the tail end there of 2020 with flower girl so take us a little bit behind flower girl what does it mean to one reuben young flower girl as a song it means like it means an escape it means a person um 
or a trip in all senses of the word that get you out of your struggle, out of your stress, out of um, that day-to-day part that fills your head. And it, it just takes you out of it. And um, I had like, you know, we, we all experience that in different ways. Like some people literally hop on a plane. Some people do, it isn't in, in, in a, in a person and a partner. And some people it's through, you know, like some psychedelics and, um, I kind of, I kind of put them all together, um, based on some personal experiences and burst and based on just like where I was at and based on beat, like I heard this psychedelic washed out seventies trip of a song and i was like yo this is this is great and and what it represents beyond that is i wrote flower girl with a bunch of my best friends from calgary my hometown like friends who who aren't a part of the music industry they're not songwriters they're just like cool ass people that i love and that as an artist growing up in this world and and being dedicated to it with no other friends or barely any other friends that are in it it gets lonely sometimes because you feel like you can't share the the journey with the people that you normally would if you worked a regular nine to five and so i just wanted to like take a second bring some of my people along for the journey with me and flower girl was like a beautiful kind of step for that okay so sort of representing those people who have helped to build you that community of musician friends no matter how big or how small it may have been that helps to get you through some of those crucial building moments into the now with the new yeah for sure i mean like most of them aren't musicians at all they were just like like my roommate like my best friends that uh i i let them all write a little part of the song and then they i let them like that's how it that's how the song happened and then after that's how the song started and then i decided to just take take it and send it to more of my friends and get them all to throw a line in and then i got them all to sing at the end if you watch the music video you can hear like there's a room full of actually if you go check my youtube you'll see it too there's a room full of uh my friends like at a party all singing the last part of the song the bridge so it's really cool something i'll remember and you just like i just wanted to enjoy the process man i i hit that point where i'm like no matter where this thing goes i want to enjoy the process more instead of tripping out about how big small successful not the music and i are it's just like if you love it you love it and that's that's flower girl for real mm-hmm. absolutely and that's an important part too because we talked about the building process of trying to get to those moments, get inside of those rooms, meet all of these people. But at the exact same time, you have to enjoy all of these moments so that you don't lose that drive, that fire, so that you can continue to put yourself out into the world and continue to be the best artist that you can be, regardless of whoever you're working with. Yeah. I mean, it's like, comes back to like a matter of like, why are we, why are we here? Like, why are we doing things like music and podcasts and um, and art and creative when, you know, if your goal is money and success, your only goal, there's a lot of other ways to get there. And like, as a dude who has a business degree, as a dude who wants that success, like, 
I, I, I've had to ask myself that many times on this journey that is very long and is a slow build, especially on the back end of it and on the financial part. And um, there's so many answers to that. But like I said, for me, it's identity. For me, it's uh, where I felt safe in my life um, in this music. It's also, you know, I'm obsessed with the vision and the idea of creating something myself and, and it impacting people's lives, um, especially through something like music. And then lastly, it's like, it's the journey, man. It has to be, it sounds like corny, but when you've been doing this for long enough, you realize like you got to enjoy the shit out of it. Am I allowed to cuss on here? Absolutely. Are we, are we cussing? Ah, oh, go right ahead. We're cussing, man. Now we're, now we're breaking out the cuss words. Oh man. Here we go. But no, you just gotta, you gotta enjoy, enjoy the ride. And I was, I, I, uh, kind of have been taking step at a time, um, whether it was through flower grow with TNT to truly enjoy it, like truly enjoy it. But whether that means getting my best friends on songs, whether that means going to hit up an artist or a band that I've always wanted to work with and asking them to get on a song. Um, it's just like, let's, let's, let's start, let's start risking it and put investing more into the process, you know, mm-hmm. add in a little bit more of that soul to the recipe. Hey, yeah. All right. So of course you mentioned this new single, this latest track TNT there, where you got a team up with the likes of one buddy, quite the opportunity there. So like we mentioned this past year, it's been a little difficult with everything else. So when did TNT actually come together? Because anyone who's seen your social media sees there's pictures of you and Buddy together. So was this written be- and recorded beforehand? Was there a small window where you guys were able to make something happen here? How did this come together for this track here? Well, I wrote TNT. TNT was one of the first songs I wrote after that California trip I told you about when I got inspired to try to make music that's inspired by the icons that made me fall in love with music in the first place. Right. Um, so I wrote TNT like last February and then, um, it used to be called liquid peppermint. (laughs) That was a process of creating it. And it was, it was like a goofy song about like a girl's perfume hypnotizing you or just something, something that made no sense. And then it, evolved wrote we rewrote it with terrell morris and then we got the guys from busting the bass to play horns on it and then it was done and i remember driving with my old manager being like yo we could put a feature on this hey because I, I used to rap on verse two so at, you're like nobody's gonna hear it but it used to be me on there and then i don't know we started like i well my manager and i split so i, I kind of had to handle this part all on my own but which was a whole ass adventure. But yeah, I started looking around and kind of shopping for, for feature opportunities. And uh, yeah, when, when I heard that Buddy was into it, I was like, I mean, he's one of my favorite artists in the world. And I've been listening to him since the album. And, and like, not even since 
since like janky era, like, like early buddy. And anyways, yeah, for, for him to get on, it was like special. So, I mean, I, but that, sorry, I, I gave you the long answer, but the LA trip literally just happened. I just got back from LA like two weeks ago. Hmm. Oh, dang. So this has just been closed up then. Bro. Yeah. I just like, we just finished it in time put it out for the summer it's crazy so was it just like that quick of a flip did you already have some of the process in line to make sure that everything was already ready so that you could just take the song and plug and play it into like promoting it and pushing it and everything else because like two weeks is uh not a whole lot of time no it's not a lot of time at all is it (laughs) um song was done we just needed buddy's verse on it and he was a, he's a busy dude. He's got a lot going on. And he like, we were texting and he was like, yo man, if only you were here, we could get in for real. And I was like, you said that to the wrong dude, bro. I'll see you tomorrow. Like, I'll be on the next plane. So, uh, yeah. Uh, we, I pretty much got there. We got in, we wrote it, took two sessions, finished it up and it was done, done. Like, just like that. So yeah, shot, shot some content, shot a video, enjoyed LA, came back quarantine. And then before I know it, it's like, yo, song drops in two days. And now it's been out for, uh, for yeah, four days. It's crazy. Oof, four days. And it already has over 25 K for the streams on Spotify alone, already playlisted on a few of the those nice big Spotify and otherwise playlists on the Apple Music and stuff too. So, you know, getting a lot of traction, getting a lot of ears. So continuing to build on those building blocks, like we said earlier. Yeah, it's definitely been, I mean, yeah, it had, I think it's at like 40,000 now on Spotify, which is cool. Like it's the, definitely the most, the biggest like opening weekend I've had. So that's, that's, it's cool. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, like we talked about, this thing takes a lot of patience and there's, there's a lot of people who are late to the party. We'll put it that way. There's a lot of people who, um, you know, haven't got on the bandwagon yet that, that as an artist, you kind of need, and I'm, I'm happy to just like we talked about, be swinging it, swing the ax like one chip at a time being from where we're from and, and just, you know, getting on that map. And I'm, I'm excited to be making dents. I like that analogy. I like that analogy a lot because it's it is you chopping the ax. When you take down a tree, you got to take it down intelligently. You got to take it out piece by piece because the whole thing just doesn't crumble down. And if you don't chop it down the right way, it may fall down on you. It might fall the wrong direction. You never know what happens. So I really love that analogy. Ooh, the bars. Yeah, man, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. And you mentioned there that uh, you had the opportunity to film some video content for this single, too. Yeah, bro. I'll give you the, I'll give you the, the low key. I'll give you the, the truth that nobody knows. Yes. Yeah, no, we shot, we shot some video. I'm, I'm happy about it. Oh, nice. Nice hype. Very exciting. Very exciting for sure. I rented like a 68 Buick LeSabre 
and uh yeah cruised that thing around la and, and shot some stuff it was fun Ooh, nice nice getting the classic car getting that la vibe in probably a whole lot of sunshine too i can imagine for real definitely the sunshine and i uh i had i had made like a reference video right i i found this roller skater in la she was really dope she's like magical put kind of screenshot her video put tnt over it just to see if it fit it did i was like okay cool i gotta find some similar people to this and then i'm walking on in venice beach on the only day off i took only day off on my la trip and i i'm walking uh, and I see this one guy roller skating um, in Venice Beach on, on the park. I'm like, oh, okay, let me go check out, like, check his vibe. Check him, chat with him for a little bit, show him the song. And then he's like, oh, yo, my friend Kels is coming. Like, she's going to love this. Points over. And I can't even make this up, bro. Kels, his friend that just pulled up, is the girl whose video I stole off the internet. No way. Yeah, and next thing you know, she's in the music video. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, what a small world, man. That is incredible. Serendipity, man. It's like, it's it honestly, this song is serendipity. It's like, yeah, I can't even I would bore you talking about how many different ways, like it's almost like you put in the hard work, you call, and like, I don't know, yeah, the universe or whoever's up there answers. Um and yeah, it's been a beautiful process, man. All right. Fantastic. Fantastic. A beautiful process, some beautiful music as well. And earlier you mentioned being raised, raised by a single mother who I know happened to, from my research, influenced a bit of your music here, that soul sound and otherwise. So what is your mom's uh, reactions been like to some of this new Ruben Young music? Oh, it makes her happy, man. It makes her happy because she knows, like, she knows that started with her. She knows that it it's all her playing her CDs and playing her her little tapes and um, you know, just her sweetness and that that era of music that she loves so much and watching her light up when it comes on um you know i kind of like i kind of dreamed about doing the same thing for her and for other people with my music so she's so she's so happy to hear the live horns and the live bass and, and the backup singers and um i actually just put out a song called sweet love and woman a couple i guess like a month and a half ago that was that was for her so oh okay okay giving that shout out around mother's day time there it was like two days before Mother's Day, exactly. Ah, all right, all right. Nice, nice. Low-key showing that love. That's it, man. Ah, got to, got to. Got to give love to those who raised us, especially a strong single mother, because uh, there's a lot of them out there, and they don't get nearly as much credit as they deserve. No, they don't, man. People don't know. People don't know that those women are working overtime on overtime. Given, given everything they have to raise that next generation, to make sure little the, that next wave of Ruben Youngs is helping to make dance floors everywhere groove and jive and stay alive. That's it, man. They just want to. They just, they just want their kids to be happy, man. It's 
especially these immigrant moms, like they just want to give their kids a life that was different than theirs and better. And they put it all on the line, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's, that's uh, my mom was uh, doing that single mom thing for a bit too. So I've got some mad respect. I got some mad respect for that, for that stride, that, that grind. Yeah, for real. All right, Ruben. So we've talked about your growth into this next chapter these last few singles here moving on from dream state into the next movement of reuben young and i have one last question for you are you ready for it yeah hit me man okay now that we have talked about that musical growth it's now time to talk a little bit about you personally so over this last year and a half here of this process how has this time how have these singles how have they helped you grow as a person or what have they helped you learn about yourself oh man it's a great question bro that's a deep one i mean i have to I have to like yeah to think about how deep i want to go on that one covid was crazy man like for everybody i mean the biggest thing i want to like start with is like COVID has nothing to do with me. It's like, we all went through it. And I don't think that my journey is, you know, anything uh, harder, better, worse. Like the struggle was the struggle for a lot of people. And um, Shout out to everybody out there who made it and is making it through theirs. Mine was really tough mentally for me because uh, as a person who makes music, creates, travels, uh, does, you know, lives life, enjoying the process of what they do, um, investing in it, taking risks to be a kid from a single mom, uh, you know, single, single immigrant mother's basement making music to trying to like do this thing at like the top of the game. That is my vision for myself to go from that. And the momentum that I had at the time to losing it all um, and having life stop and writing songs to my laptop and uh, not seeing people, not being fulfilled by humans, not playing shows, not connecting with bands, not even knowing what was next. And uh, a lot of momentum just halting. Uh, Like it was, it, it, it was like, geez patience soul um and yeah i guess like purpose testing um but with that being said i'm really happy that i am where i am because even during that process you know where i also you know my manager and i split up um the workload got bigger but my team got smaller um it was mentally challenging, but where where I am right now is is hands down the best position I've ever been in in my career. We have so much music I'm I'm proud of and excited about. We have so much um, support and potential around us that is uh, really beautiful, and um, yeah, it's just like TNT is just proof that it works. It's been out for a couple of days and it's got more streams than like the song I put out for my mom, which is a damn shame, by the way, but it's just like, 
you gotta, you gotta see it through. You gotta persevere. And I mean, it's taught me that I'm meant to do this and it's taught me that, um, I have a lot of growing to do as a human being, but that that's okay. And I'm just really proud of where, where things are at. And again, of everybody else that's going through their struggle as well. Absolutely. I love that answer. I'm glad that you have been able to learn some lessons. And of course, life is a journey of learning, of lessons. So I can't wait to see where that journey continues to take you, Ruben. Thank you so much for joining me here today on the Desert Tiger Podcast. Thank you, my dude. And pardon my little stuffed up nose. I think I woke up with the allergies today. I no worries, brother. But uh, yeah, yo, much love to you. Thank you. Keep doing your thing. Western Canada out here. Take it over. Oh, Ambush, I hope that you enjoyed this conversation with Ruben Young. And you can find all three of the tracks that we discussed here today. Flower Girl, Sweet Lovin' Woman, and that new banger, TNT, right now. Over on your favorite music streaming service when you're there. Hit follow because Ruben told you there's a more incredible music coming your way and you do not want to miss it. Oh no. And with that, it's now time to give Ruben Young a one last roaring DTV. Thank you. And I also need to thank the crew, the team over at Struck Communications for holding it down like they always do. I need to thank German from YoPodcastEditor.com for being an audio wizard. And I need to thank you, the Am Bush, for tuning on into this episode of the show. If you have yet to join up with the Am, it's as easy as subscribing to the show. You can also help us grow by sharing this episode with your friends, your family, on your social media. You can give the DTB five-star review and you can head on over to deserttigermerch.com to copy yourself something to represent the show everywhere that your beautiful face goes oh yes and now it's about time that we finish this episode up but not before i tell you to go out and find your roar and then let it out into the world and let them know just how powerful, how wondrous, and how friggin' beautiful you and your roar are because you are all three of these things and oh so much more. You best believe it. And until next time, ambush. Goodbye. Yeah. The Desert Tiger Podcast.